Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on December the 17th, 2010. Newcomers, go on to CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com websites. Help yourself to the hundreds and hundreds of hours of talks I've put up there for an audio version and download them at your heart's content. Listen to them. I give an awful lot of information if you go through them and regarding books and so on. You have to listen to them to get the names and the articles and so on. And I put as many links up as I can possibly find. I try and keep them up because they keep changing, of course, to different articles. But it's up to you to do the detective work. I can't do it all. No one really can by themselves. But help yourself to the audios. And remember, all the sites listed on the page at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, the front page, are the official sites, the only official sites. And they all carry the same audios. They all carry transcripts as well for download uh, in English for print up and if you want transcripts in other languages go into uh, alanwattsentinel.eu and you'll find a, a variety of languages to choose from print them up and pass them around to your friends remember too that I'm the, the host here who doesn't uh, take cash from advertisers I don't bring them on as guests and uh, I give you the straight news the straight, the straight facts I would say apart from the news it's the straight facts of the situation we're in and how we got here. That's what I intend to do. I'm not giving you necessarily solutions because you have to understand where you are before you can even think about solutions. Most folk don't even know how bad it really, really, really is. But um, as I say, remember too that to support me and uh, to keep things going here because it's an independent show, uh, then you can purchase the books and discs I have for sale at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. From the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can use a personal check. You can use an international postal money order from the post office. You can use PayPal to order. Just uh, send the appropriate donation followed by an email with your name, address, and the order, and I'll get it out to you as fast as I can. And some people just send cash. Across the rest of the world, it's the same thing, PayPal to order and donate. And believe you me, donations would be appreciated. They really, really would be appreciated. It's the same few all the time that tends to send in donations. And they ask nothing in return because I'm putting out this information night after night after night, year after year, for free. And uh, as I say, it's just the same one. So across the rest of the world, you can use Western Union, remember. It's kind of expensive, but uh, it does get here very fast. It's wired. You can also use MoneyGram, which is a bit cheaper, I believe. And you can even post it across the, the ocean, and um, that's cheaper still. You can do it both ways with MoneyGram, I believe, wire or, or post. And remember, make them out in uh, Canadian dollars. Uh, you can also use PayPal to order or donate. Same thing as America and the U.S. You can uh, use PayPal followed by an email with your name, address, and order, and I'll get it to you as fast as I can. But we are really boxed in a cage, and most folk didn't know it was even happening. 
most folk who even think they're awake today are stuck at some phase or other. And I don't blame them. You go through these phases where you feel trapped. There's got to be a way out. And they go through countless circles and circles trying to find the way out and, and following this one and following that one without really understanding not just what's coming up in the near future. They don't really understand what's happened and what got them here. And when we're discussing all that's going on today, there, there's big academia working with government to bring in the next phases of eugenics and all the rest of it with incredible funding, using your tax money to bring in the ideal society for the future. That's all going on all the time. That's what you're up against. Uh, we, we find out the truth 50 years too late. Back with more after these messages. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix. As I say, it's a difficult thing to to sort of wake up into a panic, and most folk do. It's like coming out of a out of a dream and into a nightmare. That's what I often refer to it, because everyone goes through it when they realise what's some of what's happening to them at the moment, or around about them, or to their countries, and so on. And they go into a panic, and they immediately go off surfing, looking for people who know more about it than they do. And the, the, the internet is loaded with disinformation. And people put out there deliberately, naturally, um, to mislead people too and keep them going in circles and circles forever. Some of them are looking for a religious answer to it because it seems so overwhelming uh, that surely it would take a, something supernatural to overcome this and so on. All kinds of ways to escape from from doing anything themselves and even standing up themselves and at least being objective and saying no to a lot, of, a lot of things that they're already saying yes to, including their own lifestyle, for instance. Because everyone has been altered, everyone has been affected by their indoctrination and their, their incredible uh, amounts, the incredible amount of awful um, so-called entertainment that's put out there deliberately to degenerate them even further than they, they already are through their education. And it all works hand in glove with the big boys at the top. There's nothing that has been missed. This has been a war on humanity ongoing for centuries. Centuries, literally centuries. It's surprising to some when you talk about even what we now call eugenics and how they were talking about the same kind of things in other terminology, using other terminology, centuries ago and, and perfecting the population. And go back thousands of years to Plato's Republic. He was talking about it then. And how they'd have the guardian class at the top. They'd have a, a, a circle around them of you know, a bureaucratic level, their helpers. And then they had all the different categories of humanity for labor and laboring purposes down below. All done by special breeding. And, of course, the, the elite would pick those who would breed for specific offspring. Just like you do to get pedigree dogs, for instance. Same idea as that. And this has been a goal uh, for those who call, uh, who joined the philosophies, as they like to call it, um, for thousands of years. It's no coincidence either that Weishaupt talked about philanthropies and philosophy an awful lot because the two go together. 
Everything is done by deception. Who would think of attacking a charity? And that's what you have running the world, are charities, supposedly, that are working hand-in-glove with governments, like the Rockefeller Foundation. Rockefeller Foundation has their own department for studying the taxation of every individual in, in the U.S., in every state. What's a charity doing this for? But again, people go into a, a kind of negative mode or a click mode, I call it. They can't, still can't overcome the, the, the indoctrination of the, of the word charity. Something that does good with something that do you harm. And that's why it works so well. It's a, it's a form of, um, uh, psychological terminology that they're using on you. They use it all the time. Psycholinguistics, they, they call it. And it's, it's like that with so many, many things. Now, just earlier on here, I said that we don't find out what's actually been happening in our own time until about 50 years down the road. But that time, no one cares. Or they're so altered from the previous generations, they simply don't care at all. And, and it's the same thing now, talking to young children about world wars. To them, it has the same import as, as something... Uh, talking about the Roman Wars, ancient Rome, has the same meaning, which is meaningless to them, really. It's, it's, it's like a different age altogether. And they can't relate to it. And people don't get up and angry when they find out that their dad or grandfather was poisoned during World War II when he was tested by their, their own governments in Canada and Britain and in the U.S. and elsewhere with different gases and, and chemicals, bacterium and, and even viruses doesn't upset them anymore at all because even there's no there's no old bond anymore between the generations and grandpa uh, could be wearing a roman helmet for all he cares is he has no affiliation to him whatsoever because the generations have been divided and that was again another big part of the planks of the the communist manifesto separate the generations you had to do it with the first generation quite a few years back in order to give them a completely new indoctrination we have Bertrand Russell talking about it. We have Lenin talking about it. We have all the big boys who use this in practice and, and use it in Nazi Germany too. To get that one generation and give them a completely different indoctrination. And they would not even, they were told not to even trust their parents. They could turn them in. We have that happening today. For those who can't put it all together and say, well, it's different today. Why is it different today? Do you really believe that some great leap forward and an evolution happened between 1940 and the present time? Really? Do you really believe that? Same humanity, same rulers, world rulers, same guys that funded uh, the Soviet Union, same guys that funded Hitler, that funded all the other big wars since and are still funding wars and promoting them. Actually, you're paying for all, but, but they certainly got them going. They're still in charge. It's their offspring in charge. Some of the original guys are still in charge from World War Two. Same people with the same agenda. That should be enough to get you really, really scared. It really, really should. There's even people who worked at the United Nations who were SS officers. Doesn't that bother you? It's odd that people can't jump into the reality of it. Part of the reason is, of course, they've had so much incredible entertainment, they cannot tell, really, fact from fiction anymore. They can't. 
Do you realize that all the, bl- the black-clad goons that you see walking around the whole world now wears these, uh, these, these goons wear the same outfit, this military outfit? Your police are wearing military outfits, for goodness sake, black-clad. And some of them have machine guns and so on. And, and that doesn't worry you at all. You think it's all coincidence, they're all the same? There isn't a country that said, no, we're not going that way. We're going to keep the old police uniforms that the people were used to them as police officers. Well, they're not police officers anymore. They think it's odd that they all have shaven heads. What came first, the movies with guys with shaven heads or, or, or it was the other way around? Well, it was the movies, of course. They've trained a generation to be militarized. And they don't want bright guys joining. Years ago, I've read reports where different police associations had tests for prospective police officers on entry and for entry, and they actually did not want the, the ones with a, a higher IQ. What does that tell you? Hmm? What does it tell you that the higher the guys that are working in the airports and they advertise on, on fast food boxes? That's their main way of advertising. What were you getting in from the guys who sit in their chairs with the big belly and the whole bit? Gorging themselves in the fast foods, watching TV. A wannabe cop. Well, they get what they want. And these guys are brutal because they've seen enough brutality their whole life on all the movies they soak up. It's not a matter anymore of the good guy and the bad guy. The good guy today is a guy with the badge who's backed by the state, who's backed by incredible weaponry, and he can do what he wants. That's the good guy today. Morality doesn't even play into it anymore. Because you don't find them with good morals. The fact that the good guys have no better morals than, than, than the crooks. There's actually moves out there where, where the crooks have better morals than the cops. But it's the winner that they want, you see, the guy who wins and smashes his way through everything and kills as many people as possible. What happens when you have an infantile person who's grown up with this, still infantile, still gorging themselves in it, who gets given the black outfits and then you put a machine gun in his hand and you put them on the street? And even the ones without machine guns are strutting around there telling you you can't photograph anything. Things like that. Where's that written down? I hope you understand what's happening. But it's not happening by itself. It's happening the way it's supposed to happen. When those at the top allow policemen to kill, and then they're investigated by other policemen, or supposedly retired or semi-retired policemen, make up the investigative units, and they always find them not guilty. That's a message to all those guys that they can kill with impunity. It's happened in Britain with the G20 meetings. It's happened elsewhere too. I've seen people getting tasered to death and so on, but the message is quite clear to the cops. And when they hear that message, which is never written down for them, it's never said, you are allowed to kill with impunity. No, but they know that they can. They will use it, and the wrong kinds of guys are in it, and they certainly will use it. They're itching to use it. That should upset all of us. And that's only one part of this process as we go through this stage 
of globalization. It's the Orwellian phase we're going into. You already have the, 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 the phase from Brave New World in the younger generation growing up. They're already trained for the Brave New World scenario, but they're not the finished item by any means. They've still to go through the, the next phase and the next phase and the next phase to get the perfected child or citizen, as they call it. And I've got articles on that too, from the bioethicists that are just a simple new name for the eugenicists. They changed their name when they got bad publicity because of World War II and what happened in Germany. And we'll be back with more after the following break. Hi, folks. We're back and we're cutting through the matrix. See, eugenics is something you've got to study, and you've got to study those who promoted eugenics, and they are so incredibly well-funded by the same old culprits with the same foundations and all the rest of it to bring in the perfect future where the perfect people would get born, the ones who were unfit would not be born, as they claimed they would be unfit, and through different sciences we now call genetic engineering, and genetic selection, and they could actually create the better types that would inhabit the world, more agreeable types that would all sort of work together, supposedly, and quite content, be contented and happy serving their masters. And this is what they're still on about today. I've gone through some reports even from the organizations working with the president. Every president has a, a, a group working with them on the bioethics committees, and who report all their different future strategies to them and how they're implementing them today and how they're changing human behavior and how we perceive life itself. Do you understand what's happening to us from the top level? How we perceive children, how we perceive having perfect children as opposed to ones with slight defects and stuff like that. They're actually in the business of altering perceptions, and I might touch on that later to an extent. But it's all out there for those that want to go and do their own searching. And it's not just searching and finding it. Still, people will stay, they'll still stay in disbelief. They'll read it and say, I can't believe this. I can't believe it. And then they will. They'll, they'll toss it out their mind. And they'll go off and buy a carrot and try to plant it in a garden. And hopefully that will sustain them through the, the bad times to come. That's panic, folks. That's panic. A lot more than that has to be done. Now, there's a caller on the line. It's Stu from Texas. Are you there, Stu? Hello. Yes. Alan. Yeah. Pleasure to talk to you, bud. I uh, want to yeah. call in and confirm that uh, everything you're saying is totally true, man. Um, one thing it's important to instill on the audience is to not get distracted um, by all of the, the wrong paths. I have several friends that are partially awake. Mm-hmm. Some of them are following 2012. Some are following... Um, the Mayans, some even believe in the web bot, and it, yeah. it, it kind of drives me crazy, bud. Yeah, it's, it's, it is panic, isn't it? It's grasping at straws because they're so panic-stricken, and uh, rather than educate themselves, in fact, they're unable to educate themselves because of the panic they're in. Yeah, That's true, true. Um, you know, but finding the reality, you know, 
going in, you know, researching, you know, the stuff that you're talking about mm-hmm. and being able to weed out the, the BS from the truth yeah. is, is incredibly important, you know, to be able to make good decisions, <laughs> you know. Yes. And you have to know how to read as well, even the official reports that come out. I remember I read on the air one, one time, maybe a year or more ago, maybe two years ago, uh, a report about uh, the greening of the planet, and it was from the United Nations, and, and biodiversity and so on. And I, I was pointing out what they meant by this and this and this and, and, and giving them related articles where it explained it in more detail. And someone called me back about a week later and said, I read the report and I thought it was quite nice. Now, they sound like nice people, you see. And so the report, the way it was worded, sounded so nice and rosy and a wonderful green future and plants and little bunny rabbits. They didn't understand that all through it, it was written about massive depopulation of the human variety. (laughs) Man, it's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you can put up a video, you know, and show somebody who... You know, for instance, Oprah or um, that guy who does Microsoft. Right, Bill Gates. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Bill Gates, and they're they're emphatically stating depopulation, and but they throw a couple of key words in there, and that's what people latch on to. Yes. You know, and and, and it's the key words that say, "Oh, it's for for good." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and then boom, they're off. That's what they stick to. They they ignore. We're yeah, yeah. again, it's psycholinguistics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they can't imagine someone with a nice smiling face saying such a horrible thing, so they actually only pick up on the words that are, that are pleasant sounding, and they, they don't hear the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. See, they, they're censoring themselves, and again, this is a psychological technique which is well understood at the top. And it's related to the same thing. Have you ever taken psychological tests or they've done it in school where you read a paragraph or a short story and you'll find there there are whole sentences missing from it. Your mind will fill in the blank spots as you think it should be written, you see. And you don't notice that it was even missing until it's pointed out to you. Well, it's the same... It's the same listening to Oprah. You see the smiling face there. You see the adoring... Actually, it's a God-worshipping crowd that's there because all worship money and free presents. And uh, and they hear the little things she's saying and little pictures of children in Africa and stuff, and they fall for the whole thing without realizing all the rest of the stuff she's saying. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's difficult to cope with when you become ultra-aware. I'm sure, I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. Oh, it's, impo- it's impossible to listen to these characters at all. And uh, you see them exactly for what they are. As I say, they're all fronts anyway. You, you don't get up to stardom, even in Bill Gates' area, unless the big boys put their hand down and, and pull you up. And there's always a catch to it. You must then always work for the rest of your life for them as a front man. And you must put a lot of the cash that they helped you make and put, give it back into the foundations so they can go on with the next part and, and, and bring out new stars for the future as well. That's how it works. Yes, sir. Well, it was good yeah. talking to you, Alan. Well, Thanks, for Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. Back after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix Trying to make sense of all the nonsense that's put out there by the big boys And the incredible ways that they present things to us To mislead us We think we're being informed But in reality, part of us is being informed They form you from within to an extent And you shouldn't let it stick in your mind that way You should have a flexible mind And see things from many different angles But more more importantly You've got to understand what they're really, really saying to you We're treated like children at the bottom We truly are treated like children And it's the same as when you become an adult The media takes over and still treats you like children I've read reports from members of the Congress Actually talking about using uh, maybe fifth grade terminology is said the same as the media uses on the public to make them believe in grinning etc and, and the necessity for doing so you understand we're kept as children and so is your movie so do, you do your movies and everything else that's given to you for entertainment there's a reason for that obviously they don't want you to, th- to use critical critical um, uh, thinking in any shape or form or use logic either to work your way through the articles presented to you. Uh, the topics in the media are much like movies. They're meant to get emotive responses to you. Oh, that's terrible. That's nasty. Oh, that shouldn't happen. Or somebody should do something about that. We need more laws. That's the, that's a favorite one for them. Uh, and that kind of stuff. It's not meant to give you any real information about what's really happening. That's why they don't come out in the mainstream media and go through anything in any kind of detail whatsoever that would help you overcome the system that dominates you. Because the media is an essential arm of government. Now, I've talked as well about the the, the various arcs that they have, arcs for the genes of all animal, insect uh, species and so on. And years ago, they had a, a, a documentary out about one of the arcs. It was in Louisiana, where they literally deep freeze the different genes. And they've got pretty well everything on the planet in that one arc. And the woman who was in charge of it, who teaches in a university down there, uh, she said that uh, they have another two that she, in her particular group, and I think the World Wildlife Fund was running part of it. So there was three right there, just just funded by one group, incredibly well funded too, for something to do with the future, where they could actually take embryos and and sperm, and after many years of deep freeze, and literally um, bring them in a test tube, and then implant them in a different species. Even have a, 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 a lion come out of, of a domestic cat, not born, obviously, they'll, they'll grab it in the embryonic stage, but they can actually implant it to get it started off in a cat if they wanted to. Stuff like that. Why do you think they're doing that? Why is it so important to have three arcs? What is an arc? What does an arc mean in, the, in usual terminology and past and historical terminology? Why do they say, do the same thing with their seed banks? What is a bank, eh? If you, if you can't get it into the bank, you don't get anything, you see. And they put them in such faraway places and then well guard them that you, you couldn't get there if you tried. Why is that? What's that all about? The same people who are pushing all the poisonous foods on you are taking all the natural seeds and storing them some, for something down the road in the future. Well, they finish off all of us. Do you know that the cancers skyrocketed? skyrocketed from about the 70s onwards. And in in the early 70s, in fact, all medical staff and students were taught that 
that certain types of cancers were incredibly rare. And they went through the different nationalities who were more prone to one type than another and statistics and all the rest of it. You know, it's widespread across the world now, all kinds of cancers. And, and the, the guys coming out of medical school today are taught that's normal. You, you realize it's easy to brainwash the academics. Easy. With whatever they're taught. They've got the latest facts and figures. must be true. They never question it from then on. But they're taught it's all quite natural. Here's an article here. Uh, from it's called non it's called um, non GM report the organic and non GM report and I read part of this in, a while ago it was June fourteenth two thousand and ten but it says the following interviews with another scientist Don Huber who recently retired from Purdue University who has also documented negative environmental impacts from glyphosate glyphosate is the, the Monsanto pesticide that everything in the GMO line now is getting soaked with. And it says the widespread use of glyphosate is causing negative impacts on soil and plants as well as possibly animal and human health. These are key findings of Don Huber, Emeritus Professor of Plant Pathology at Purdue University. In a paper published in the European Journal of Agronomy in October 2009, Hubert and co-author G.S. Joel from Purdue's Department of Botany and Plant Pathology state that the widespread use of glyphosate that we see today in agriculture in the United States can significantly increase the severity of various plant diseases, impair plant defense to pathogens and diseases, and immobilize soil and plant nutrients, rendering them unavailable for plant use. But what's interesting even here, I, I thought to myself, is the same thing as they're doing to people with infertility. They actually use The stuff actually works on the plant by destroying its immune system. To all of its enemies. Isn't that an interesting little fact? Interesting now again that all medical students are taught that people today have a vastly reduced immune system from those from 30 years ago or, or further back. Anyway, further the authors say that glyphosate stimulates the growth of fungi, and it's true they've got tremendous fungus problems and all the rest of wherever they spray this stuff and enhances the virulence of pathogens such as fusarium and can have serious consequences for sustainable production of a wide range of susceptible crops. But they also go down and on about the effects as well in humans and mammals. And it doesn't, doesn't just immobilize plant nutrients into the plant. You see, the plants pick up everything that you need, even the trace elements like manganese and copper, potassium and so on. But when it's not in the plant, you aren't getting that anymore, and that's necessary for your immune system. Everyone today is deficient in zinc and uh, magnesium and, uh, and potassium, even copper, manganese, and so on. Glyphosate kills weeds by tying up essential nutrients needed to keep the plant defenses active. Glyphosate doesn't kill weeds directly, but shuts down their defense mechanisms so the pathogens in the soil can mobilize and kill the weeds. Glyphosate completely weakens the plant, making it susceptible to soil-borne fungal pathogens. But they've also found, too, in the food chain into mammals, as I say, you end up with all these problems with stomach. Even the early tests and, and the subsequent tests that they've done show uh, that uh, it, even from potatoes, they were fed to rats and other mammals, they end up with all these stomach and, and cancers and so on, and intestinal cancers. Amazing that it's really skyrocketed with humans, too since they introduced it in Canada first of all, and then the States and elsewhere. 
same effects. Well, why should we are a mammal too, you know? And then there's those the disbelievers who say, well, they never do that to us. Nobody would do that to you. And I, I said to you already, do you think man has changed or the dominant minority that plan the future of the world, plan world wars, did the horrors of the Soviet system, the horrors of Nazi Germany, do you think they've really changed? That suddenly evolved at a great leap forward in the last 50, 60 years? Really? When did that? I missed it somewhere. What happened? They've already planned a future with a vastly reduced population. What would that take? It would take infertility. It would take a faster kill rate with the people so they don't live so long. That We've got both of those in action right now. Being taught is quite normal in the medical community that are coming out of university. But they also find that the toxins that are in these plants too are passed on to um, mammals as well. Toxins produced can infect the roots, the head of the plant, be transferred to the rest of the plant. The toxin levels in straw can be high enough to make cattle and pigs infertile. Isn't that an interesting thing? Well, I'm not a cat. I'm not a cow. I'm not a pig, really. They've called us worse than that in the past, you know. In your paper, you say that the introduction of such an intense mineral chelator, such as glyphosate, into the food chain through accumulation in feed, forage, and food, and root exudation into groundwater could pose significant health concerns for animals and humans and needs further evaluation. And then they go on to explain it all to you, such as micronutrients and so on, all the things that's essential for your life, folks. They go on to allergic reactions. Everybody today is allergic to something. Some, some people, many things. They never used to have total allergy syndrome until about 1960s, and suddenly it broke out. With the help of the inoculation increases with national health service systems in some countries and stuff like that. But it had never been heard of before. Never in history had it been heard of before. Total allergy syndrome. What is an allergy syndrome? It's a problem with your immune system. As I say earlier, I said earlier that everyone have, has got a vastly reduced immune system than folk from 30 years ago or even old before that. And Roundup Ready is made up by, made by Monsanto, the same guys that are taking over your food supply, which should be enough to get you really, really worried. The same groups that are funded by your tax money too, they do get money to um, experiment with and so on through, for research and development from your taxes and using universities as well. Then they grab the patents. And working with the five agribusinesses that own the entire supply of food of the world now and can cut you off at any time. You're not worried? You're not worried that these guys are, were all taken from the industri- military-industrial complex. There were guys who worked with bacteriums for killing people and for altering the gene, gene structures in people and animals of an enemy long-term takedown. These are the guys who put your food together that you're munching away on right now. doesn't worry you. Monsanto and others. Really? I'll also put this link up tonight from this article I've just, I've just read, and you can read the rest of it for yourself. I'll put a link up, too, on the latest information from the Washington Monthly on something that was used in Vietnam, made by, guess who, Monsanto, Agent Orange. Because now they've got all these problems coming out generations later in Vietnam, and children who are born with lots of strange defects, genetic alterations, and so on. 
and you can watch the video for yourself and go further if it really interests you. If you can handle it. See, most people, as I say, cannot handle the bad news. When people ask me on a personal level, even in a phone call or something off the air, what's happening, and they'll say they want the truth. I'll say, can you, do you really, really want the truth? Because ignorance is bliss. And very few can really handle how bad it really is. They can't believe it's actually happening and been happening and it's a lot, lot more to come. When you have the military-industrial complex and you have reports put out by NATO, the think tank for NATO and for the U.S. military, and I have them in my archive section on the website, their projection for the next 40, 50 years and further, all on the same track with vast depopulation of, of people, only a few mega cities in the future, 2050. Well, ask, ask yourself this, would they really want you? Would they really need you? Would a scientific society really need you in their system? Ask yourself that right off the bat. Because, you see, they don't. What do they do with ones that they don't? Well, you're a useless eater. You're taking up our resources. That's been said many times by the big players in their own books and publications. And many of the public agreed with them, thinking they were on the same par, the same level. Mistakenly, of course, because, you, you see, the brother of Aldous Huxley was Julian Huxley. And I've read his articles and from his book on the air, the first CEO of UNESCO to bring in a common culture for children. He said lots will think that they can come through into this new system, but they'll be in for a surprise because we won't need them. Most folk think far higher of themselves than they actually are. Especially those who are on board with the agenda. And there's people at the bottom level who are on board with, yeah, there's too many people. I watch all the documentaries on public broadcasting. Yeah, they really do. And they really think that somehow they're superior by parroting a Rockefeller-funded or some other foundation-funded propaganda documentary where they can make you believe anything. Quite something. Also, I'll put up tonight, the science of man-made life can precede the White House as given the go-ahead for synthetic biology. Just the White House on Thursday said the controversial field of synthetic biology or manipulating the DNA of organisms to forge new life forms poses limited risks and should be allowed to proceed. Well, did they ask any of you? Well, of course they didn't ask any of you. Why not? Because while well, you're not in academia. Are you? They only, they only bring in the guys from academia on par with government. Are you a specialist? No. Are you an expert? No. What are you? Well, I'm just a human being that pays taxes. That's your purpose. It says here, the Presidential Commission for the Study of Bioethical Issues. Now, bioethics is a term, as I say, they're using now for eugenics. They changed it concluded that synthetic biology is capable of significant but limited achievements posing limited risks. Imagine how they can just project this, right? A new science supposedly, this is how it's presented to the public, it's a new science, but they simply know it's going to be harmless to the the public. Future developments may raise further objections, but the Commission found no reason to endorse additional federal regulations or a moratorium on work in this field at this time. 
The panel was created by Obama last year. Actually, it's the guys behind Obama. Obama is just a little street guy they picked up. And uh, to please a, part, a bunch of the voters, think, well, it's something different this time. Well, help, tell me something. I mean, who did he bail out? It wasn't you. You're in up to your eyeballs in debt, that is. You know who he bailed out. New boss, new day, same shit, right? It says, its first order of business was to consider the issue of synthetic biology after the Jai Craig Venter Institute announced it in May. In May, it had developed the first self-replicating bacteria cell controlled by a synthetic genome. Wasn't that wonderful? A self-replicating bacteria cell controlled by a synthetic genome. They can control it, folks. You know, I've read articles here uh, from the Port and Downs establishment, that's the British War establishment for viruses and bacteriums for, for, for warfare purposes, where years ago they let, they let um, a reporter in for, for a whole day. And he said, I was amazed at breakfast, we're sitting there chatting quite casually about uh, designer viruses and bacteria that could, uh, that were literally, that could, could be designed to kill any ethnic group on the planet just by altering one little thing here or there, which they could do quite with ease. And here they are now with synthetic biology, self-replicating bacteria. It's very important to them, obviously, since it's talked about at this level in the bioethical or eugenical issues to get these kind of things out into society. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back and this is Cutting Through the Matrix and we've got a caller from England, uh, Steve. Are you there, Steve? Hello, Steve. Hi, hi. Yes. Um, Steve, um, I've, I've just suddenly realised why I don't exactly fit in. I added it all up and I t- I'm 54 years old and I had 37, 37 of those years with no television. Yep. And then when I came back to my own country here in England and looking around at the way people have sort of shifted with their attitudes, I started studying the darn thing and wondering what the heck's going on. Anyway, to all you folk out there, and especially Dave the other night that called in from England too, hang in there and um, whenever you can, send Alan a couple of bucks. All right? Thanks, Alan. Thanks. Thanks Thanks for calling. Yeah. Yeah, TV is the greatest tool and weapon actually ever created. And the big boys make no, uh, they don't even joke about that. It's essential for them to govern the public. And you think entertainment's to, to really just pass your spare time with. No, it's meant to indoctrinate you and keep you fascinated and glued to that TV set. And we are embedded with different uh, little items they want you to think, not to think about, but to float through life with. Because these little Im- embedded viruses that you'll pick up here and there will influence your behavior and you'll be, be exactly the kind of citizen that they want. Now, there's also Eric from Georgia. Are you there, Eric? Hello? Hello, uh, Eric. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Uh, um, I just, um, I was watching a presentation today um, on asset protection and 
the presenter used a chart that uh, seemed to indicate a correlation uh, of cheap energy or cheap petroleum and the subsequent rise in the Earth's population. Yep. And then um, he, the presenter used another chart that showed uh, the advent of peak oil. Yep. And uh, my question is that uh, uh, does that uh, play or contribute to the rationale of the elite uh, where they feel they need to eliminate uh, a good part of the population due to uh, the unsustainability of uh, providing? Mm -hmm. Well, they're, they're certainly they're certainly using that as, as part of an excuse for sure. But if you go into the old uh, charts from uh, British Petroleum and Shell and so on, go into the old charts and you'll see what they call the oil tree and how, the, how subsequent growths and deaths of plants eventually bring up the oil. And they, they said at that time it was, it was, it was self-sustaining. It was a repetitive thing that caused the oil to happen. You go into Louisiana where there's so much dense foliage everywhere, even parts of Florida, you'll see the oil bubbling up in puddles from the ground. I mean, it's from the plants itself. It sort of eventually comes, you see. So they've changed the whole reality of it over the years, and um, there's no shortage as such. But what they've decided that that since China is to be, they were made to be the producer from pretty well everything for the next maybe 70 years or so, then then they will get all the oil they need and their population will get the little bit of joy they had that the U.S. had between the 50s to the to the the 80s, and um, and then of course uh, a bit different society after that because their population is to be drastically reduced as well. So you can't believe them with, the, with their charts. Ontario alone closed down 200 wells that they'd never used back in the 20s and capped them for future use. And that, that's in old school books that I picked up here that were meant for a grade. Um, grade 3 or 4 It's amazing, they have them all over the place But from Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada It's good night to me, your God or your God's go with you